Hey everyone, thanks for listening to Lance's House of Sports. Don't forget to rate the podcast, share it with a friend, and tune in weekly for weekly podcasts. And we're live! Yeah, welcome back ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to a Christmas edition episode of Lance's House of Sports. I'm your host, Lance Wyatt. And I'm here with my brother, Ben Gabriel. Welcome back to the show, Ben. What's going on? Ben G. Ben G. We had a crazy weekend, crazy week of sports. And we also have plenty of sports to speak on as we are doing our Christmas podcast. As Christmas Day uh, is this Sunday, you know, just happens to fall on a day with multiple sports going on. Something that we can all ask for and we are forever grateful for. But we're starting in the pros. We're starting in the pros for this podcast. And in the NFL, the first thing that I want to speak on, the Miami Dolphins. Remember when we last did this podcast a few weeks ago, we were talking about the type of three-game stretch that the Miami Dolphins were going to be going into. You remember that, Ben? Yeah, because, no, I remember that. I mean, they were 8-3 and three going into the stretch, one of the best teams in the AFC, and they were highly rolling. They went on a little road trip, and it started in San Francisco, and they weren't able to get that done. They went into L.A., faced the Chargers. They weren't able to get that done, and then they probably had the toughest matchup of them all to finish out the road trip playing Buffalo this past weekend. And It was an absolute ball game. It was a great game, a game that I could have seen gone either way, but the Bills at home were able to pull it out in the late snowstorm in Buffalo, 32-29. to So with that being said, I want to go back to the Dolphins. They went 0-3 on that key road trip that they were, that we were discussing. And Yeah. You know, I mean they're they were eight and two, now they're eight and five. Like n- well now now they're eight now they're eight and six. They were eight and three, now they're eight and six. And that leaves them with three games left on the schedule. Still a very reasonable schedule. They're home against Green Bay at New England and then home against the Jets, who haven't been playing their best football as these last couple weeks. The Jets just like can't figure out who to start at quarterback. Well, I mean, Mike, Mike White got White, hurt. Mike but. White, he wasn't cleared to play yeah. on Sunday. Yeah. And so that's what kept them out. Because I don't think they wanted to play Zach Wilson. I really don't. No? No, I really don't. I don't think Sal- I don't think Robert Sala wanted to play him. But, you know, with the quarterback situation, I don't really know what was going on with Joe Flacco. They decided, I mean, well, they weren't able to play Mike White, so they went to Zach Wilson. Yeah. And, I mean, it didn't end up working out too well for him, but... The Detroit Lions. They didn't play bad. No, they didn't play bad. It was a good football game. They lost 20-17 to 17 to the Detroit Lions. They were at home, though. They were at home. And now the Jets are on a three-game losing streak and have lost five of their last seven. Yeah, that's pretty after bad. After that really hot start. But we're getting off topic here. <laughs> There's this three-game stretch for the Dolphins that they just had. Do you think it's that big of a difference maker? You still think they can you know, make uh, some noise come playoff time? Because in my opinion, before I let you say your topic, I I still think they can compete with Buffalo, with Kansas City, with Cincinnati. Um, They have the roster to do it. But I think the big difference maker is the fact that they're going to be having to play on the road, most likely now, come playoff time. And a team that's in Miami, used to playing in this hot-ass weather all season, I mean, when it comes to playing in the cold, I mean, you saw it. It was a good game, but they weren't able to get it done. Playing in the cold is going to be a factor for them. Nonetheless, already playing on the road. As a Bengals fan, I'd love to play Miami in first round in Cincinnati. Yeah. I mean, I definitely think that's a favorable matchup for you guys. Yeah. You guys are used to playing. I mean, Joe Burr, I mean. Grew up in Ohio. He was playing in a a dome at LSU. Athens High School. 
Yeah, well, yeah. You know, they were always late in the playoffs. They were always cold. <laughs> yeah. He was. He was winning no, state you're championships. Right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> you're just you're going you're going a little back. You're yeah, but he played back. in the cold. He yeah. played in the cold. <laughs> <laughs> so with the Dolphins these next few weeks, I mean, you think any other shakeups going on? Because right now they're sitting at the seven spot, the last spot in the AFC. The Chargers made that jump after they've been playing some good football the last couple of weeks. They beat the Dolphins a couple of weeks ago. And the Ravens are sitting pretty at the five, a game ahead of the Chargers and the Dolphins apiece at nine and five. I don't know if you're going to like this take, but I think the Dolphins lose to the Packers next week. What makes you say that? I don't know. The Packers kind of looked decent last night. I know they were playing the Rams, uh-huh. but the Rams still have a lot of talent on defense, and they put up a decent number of points. The type of season they've had this year. It's crazy. Like, how often do you see a, su- a defending Super Bowl champion, like, not just not make the playoffs, but they're going to have a top five pick in the draft? They looked bad. Top three. They looked bad. Like, they looked really bad. People were calling the Bengals a fluke. Maybe the Rams were a fluke. I mean, I'd agree <laughs> that I'd agree that the Packers are starting to get going a little bit with chemistry with Rodgers, you know, Christian Watson. I mean, Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, that tandem's still there. I don't I mean, know. I, I think, could see it. I think they lose next week and they win their next two. Yeah. They got the Jets and the Pats. So, I mean, if that still happens, I mean, they're still a playoff. Yeah, team. they have 10 yeah. wins. But, I mean, but, you know, that also means that they're going up against the Kansas City Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills or – or the Bengals. Yeah. And either way, that's a tough matchup. Like in the AFC, only the, the only two teams that have clinched are the Buffalo Bills and the Chiefs. So I mean the Bengals, I mean, they're basically locked. They're they're at a good spot right now. But I mean, it's still not clinched. They still gotta win their last few ball games. It's a tough few ball games too. Pats next week. Yeah. At Gillette. Oh, and then Buffalo. And we got Buffalo at home and then we have the Ravens at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Lamar should be back for that matchup. Yeah. It's gonna be a big one. It's going to be for the division. It'll be interesting to see how the AFC shakes out. But another thing that's really interesting, I mean, you saw that Vikings game this past weekend, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to lie. They were down 33 to nothing, and I turned the TV off. <laughs> no, yeah. I, I turned up, the I TV went upstairs. off. I was like, what in yeah. the fuck are we watching? Like, Because the Vikings, they play such inconsistent football, yet they always find a way to get a win. And then I was watching the game. I was like, all right, 33 nothing. Like, here's that game. They're losing this game. Like, all right. You know, they're ha- they're having their fluke game, like due for a loss type game. But, oh, no, 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 no. Kirk Cousins, 1 p.m.? Yeah, you got to fix that for me. Yeah, he showed up. He, he showed did. up. He did show up in the second half. Yeah. I mean, 14 points in the third quarter, 22 points in the fourth. Only held the Colts to a field goal in the second half. I mean, I don't That's just it's the mean, best comeback of all time. K.J. Osborne had... 170 receiving yards. He had a career day. Yeah. Uh, Dalvin Cook had 90 rushing yards and like 80 receiving 95 yards. 95 rushing, 95 receiving. Yeah. Like they had. All of this was in the second half. KJ, yeah. KJ Osborne and Jay Jettis had 16 targets in this game. That's insane. <laughs> Jay, uh, Justin Jefferson was 12 for 123 and a touchdown. KJ Osborne was 10 for 157 and a touchdown. Adam Thielen had a touchdown. Dalvin Cook had a touchdown. CJ Ham. Had a touchdown. I mean, I don't know. Is that is that more? I mean, you put that on Jeff Saturday at that point. I mean, losing a game like that. Yes, absolutely. Right? I mean, they won their first game with him, and then he's been on a little bit of a losing streak. But I think they've been playing solid football with the type of team they have. I mean, he's doing the best he can. But I think this loss this past weekend is probably the first loss where I'll say, like, okay, like, he this is why he there. can't be an NFL yeah, coach. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, I agree. 
But, I mean, you got to give them credit for getting out to that lead. I mean, getting up 33 nothing against a top team like the Vikings, I mean, that's not easy. I mean, against anybody going up 33 nothing, that's not easy. Yeah. But then in the second half, it was just a complete change of game. It was unbelievable. Like, yeah, I wasn't watching the game until the fourth quarter when it got close, but, you know, I was keeping up on my phone. I could see yeah. what was going on. You could see that the Vikings were starting to get mo- some momentum and Matt Ryan was starting to fall off a little bit. I mean... He only had 182 yards on the day. Like, that doesn't get it done does, most of the time. That does not get it done. Unless you're Justin Fields rushing Kirk Cousins for had yeah. another 150 yeah, yards. Exactly. <laughs> and Kirk Cousins, I mean, he had a him performance. Nick Reinhart, not a fan, but he's he was bricked after a game like this. 34 <laughs> for 54, 460, and four tutties yeah. from Kirk Cousins. They were, on, they were on the plane after that, and he had all the chains from everyone on the <laughs> roster on his neck. Yeah. Like, absolutely crazy. Can the, I mean, can the Vikings make some noise in the playoffs? They've shown time and time again that they don't go away from any game. It's just... They can win games. They're good in the clutch. My thing with the Vikings is... When they're playing good, they're probably one of the best teams in the league. Yeah. Just from the roster they have on offense. But just the inconsistency that the Vikings play with is it's crazy. Because, yeah. like, if you're in the playoffs and you go down 33-0 to zero in the first half, you're not coming back against a team like the Bills or yeah. the Chiefs. You're right or, about that. You know? You're so right. it's just they'd be ha- they have to play their best ball all 60 minutes in the playoffs to win. Have to be just, able to play sixty minutes. They can't play yeah. a two three quarter game. Yeah. That I'd completely agree with you. And I don't, I don't know if they can do it because they don't. They don't. But I mean, like, you look at the teams in the NFC right now. Like outside of the Eagles, like who is doing that? Dallas. They've been fluking the last couple of weeks. I mean, tough loss last week. Dominant first half. I mean, they were just like the Colts. Honestly, we can give the flowers to the Niners. We can keep giving it to Mr. Irrelevant and Brock Purdy. I mean, that guy just, he's getting it done. I mean, he has everything he could possibly need around him. That's why he doesn't get all the hype. But, I mean, it's already impressive enough that Mr. Irrelevant's winning football games, even after the injury of their quarterback for the second time this season. Yeah, I mean, and Debo was hurt. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. They've been banged up. But they're still playing well. Here they are on a seven-game win streak. Look out now. And their remaining schedule, Washington, Vegas, and the Cardinals. Favorable. (laughs) I mean, absolutely. (laughs) I mean, I wouldn't say it's something that's setting them up for the playoffs real well. I mean, kind of some easy easy matchups, but... They have 10 wins? They are 10-4 and right now. And those are the last three games? Mm -hmm. Dude, if they finish... 13 and 4, they could be a two seed. Yeah, because, I mean, who knows what the Vikings are going to yeah, do these last three weeks. I mean, they got the Giants. Giants, they played some good football on Sunday night. They really did. I mean, they were able to get it done. It was tight in crunch time. But where I want to give my flowers for the New York Giants is Mr. Saquon Barkley himself. Did you see him in that fourth quarter? Did you see him turn it on? Yes, he turned it on. He was getting 10 yards a carry. He was balling. He was balling. He was balling. He he ended up having a great game. He was struggling early. It was looking like it was going to be another slow night for the Giants offense. And, I mean, while it wasn't great, they only had 20 points. But, I mean, Saquon Barkley put it in another gear in that second half. Yeah. And, I mean, it was enough that I was able to get him the win against that Washington team that some of the commentators were saying it was game of the year. <laughs> That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? Taylor Heineke, you know, he played – all right, wasn't really handling the pressure super well. 
Yeah, Kayvon Thibodeau was giving him a hard yeah, time. Yeah, he had his best game he of the season. He looks really good. Best game of the season without a doubt. I mean, let's see if I can get his stats here real quick. Nine solo tackles, three assisted. He had a sack and a forced fumble from recovering a touchdown. Yeah. Wow. What a game from him. He's a beast. That was his that was his best game of the year by far. Not even close. Nine solo tackles, three assisted with the sack and a touchdown. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So, I mean, we can transition into the New York Giants here. I mean, the NFC, it's not like the AFC. They got four teams that have clinched the playoffs already. And, I mean, the teams that haven't, I mean, it's the NFC South. And, I mean, we know, we all know how we feel about that division. I mean, the Buccaneers are going to win that division with seven or eight wins. And then it's the wild cards in the East, West, and uh, South. And, I mean, I don't know who you think gets these final slots because right now I'm giving it to the Buccaneers at the four seed. Yeah. I don't think the Falcons overcome it. I just – Especially no. with the fresh Desmond Ritter, like they're not they're not even wanting to make the playoffs. Oh no, yeah. They I don't. think the Saints have a better chance than the Falcons. Yeah? Yeah, I do. They the both, do have the both same rosters record. are terrible. Yeah. But I think the Saints have Saints are playing the Browns, the Eagles, and then they got the Panthers last week of the season. Yeah. I just I like the Saints offense a little better. I think their quarterback's a little better. I I, I agree with you. I think they're I actually agree their wide receivers are a little better. I think they're John Johnson's a good tight end. He's yeah. been playing really well. Chris Olave is yeah. Chris Olave is a good wide receiver. Fantastic. Yeah. And normally, well, actually, I don't even count it anymore because Michael Thomas just no. he should just retire. I, I don't. I don't really count him anymore either. Yeah, no. but I mean, with these guys, it's just that's the obviously thing, that though. team is bad. But like, the Buccaneers aren't that good either. No, no, to, no. We're not. Yeah. We're not. We're not bringing up the Buccaneers. We're bringing up how they're in the four spot. But the <laughs> six and the seven spot in the NFC right now, it's still handled by the Giants and the Commanders. What the Giants, you know, with the game ahead of the Commanders. But the Seahawks are on the tail. They're you know right in the thick of things. They've been in and out. The Lions are the hot team that we need to start talking about. I mean, they are on a win streak. They've won six of their last seven. Um, they've had wins against the Packers, uh, the Giants, the Vikings, the Jets. Um, no super teams, but I mean, when they did play the the Bills a few weeks ago on Thanksgiving, that was a it was a great game. I mean, they lost that that game twenty eight to twenty five. So, who you see getting these last two spots in the NFC? Because I mean, how I look at it right now, I don't know if I mean I think the Lions can keep rolling, and I think they're determined. And better yet, they're playing the Panthers. That's a dub. They're playing the Bears. That can go either way, in my opinion. And then the Packers, I think, can go either way. But if they can get two wins in these next three weeks, I'm booking them for the playoffs. I'm booking it. I like the Lions. I really do. Everybody shits on Jared Goff, but he's... he's he was, He's he, always been a solid quarterback. Yeah. Even I mean, back he in his L.A. Super, days. He, he didn't he, win a Super he Bowl. He made it to the yeah, Super Bowl. Yeah, he made it to the Super Bowl. Yeah. And, I mean, that Rams team was obviously good, but they weren't as good as they were like last year or you know what I mean? Yeah. Like Jared Goff like took them to the Super Bowl, in my I, opinion. That I year. mean, he's like, I mean, he definitely needs to start getting a little more credit because the way he's been throwing the football all season, it a hundred percent helps that he has his receivers back now. I mean, Jameson Williams, him coming back is huge for the Lions. Definitely one that is an upgrade for their offense to an already dominant offense this season. But Amon Ross St. Brown. I mean, Amon Ross St. Brown, DeAndre Swift. Jamal Williams. Yeah, Swift got healthy. It helped him yeah, a lot. He yeah. was hurt early and, uh, in the season. But they're still using that 2RB tandem, and it works. You know? Yeah. We continue to speak on that, and it's something that is very successful in the NFL. 
Yeah, no, it, it is successful. You see with a lot of teams. You're asking me my last three spots in the NFC. Well, I'm asking you the last two because, you know, Cowboys, four are, cl- Cowboys are clinched. Yeah, five. And yeah. I don't know. I personally don't think the Commanders make it. I think I it's going to be the Giants out. and the Lions. You don't or, think uh, Seahawks. So let me, let me tell you their schedules. So the Commanders, their last three weeks, they're playing at San Francisco, home against the Browns, and then they finish home against the Cowboys. I think they can go one and two, oh, and three there. Yeah, and they then, might finish. And then you got seven, the New York Giants. They're playing the interesting Minnesota Vikings on the road. They got the Colts, which I think is winnable. And then they finish against Philadelphia, who, if Philadelphia clinches that one seed. So the Giants are going nine, seven, and one. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's what I, I think. I'd be with that. You think even if the Eagles sit a bunch of people, they beat the Giants week 18? Because the Eagles are going to be clinched that one seed. I mean, I. We're going to talk about the Eagles in just a minute. but Assuming they don't lose their last three games. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about them in just a minute. <laughs> so those are those two team schedules. Then you got the Seahawks, who are at 7-7, seven and seven, at Kansas City, home against the Jets, and then home against the Rams. I think it's another loss next week. and then I still think I'm going it. with my original. Cowboys, Giants, Lions. Lions are on a tear. I hate being with you, but I'm with you. Yeah. Because I want to argue with your ass, but... I think the Lions have the most favorable schedule out of all of those teams. I think I think they can win out. I really do. Yeah. No, the Lions are their offense. I think they're the only team out of those four teams that we just listed that could have even a chance of winning out. And then I mean I I'm, I'm probably rocking with the Giants right there with you because you know they are a game ahead of everybody else. And playing the Colts, that's the one dub. So you got that already. And then you could I'm, think, right? But I still don't think the Giants are that good. So No, I don't think so either. But. <laughs> I think they beat the Colts. They know where they're at right now. Yeah, they need Making it. the playoffs would be yeah. awesome for them. Yeah, it would be huge. But I don't know. I wouldn't count out Seattle either. I think I think the two teams that are on the outside looking in right now, because I think Seattle can beat the Jets week 17, and then I think they beat the Rams week 18. Yeah. So if they're able to go 2-1, and one, Giants are only able to win one game. Do the, Did they play? Did the, Se- get, did the Seahawks beat the Giants? We got to see who gets the... Uh, Head-to-head there. Uh, the Seahawks have the head-to-head. That's perfect. The Giants. I mean, I just don't know how that how that tie plays into the I mean, the, the Giants record. still make the playoffs. If they both if they win, if the Giants win one more game and the Seahawks win two, yeah, Seahawks are nine and seven. I Giants still are make the, eight, seven, and still make the wait, seven seed. Wait, nine, seven. Wait, I'm not doing my math right. Nine and eight, <laughs> and they'd be nine, seven, and one. Yeah, so they would. Yeah. Giants are That'll be interesting. That's crazy. That's crazy how that tie is helping them out. Yeah. Interesting. Huh. NFL, man. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and now uh, staying in the NFC real quick uh, before we uh, transition over. The Philadelphia Eagles. They're 13-1. and one. They're probably going to get the one seed, but a key injury that we don't know the severity to. Jalen Hurts. He sprained his shoulder. Let's say he can't go for this week against the Cowboys. Um, let's say he can't go for a couple weeks. Let's say he you know, has to miss a couple games. They can lose to the Cowboys and still be two games ahead, right? So they, It's not official, but they, just they, they, game. they pretty much clinched. Yeah, they pretty the much seed. got the one seed. He'll be back for the playoffs. Yeah. All they need to do is win one game. And I think yeah. with the roster they have, with the defense they have, even if he doesn't play, they might not beat the Cowboys, but who are their last two games? Uh, the Saints and the Giants. They'll beat the Saints. Yeah. With or without Jalen Hurts. And then I think Jalen's back by week 18. Well, yeah. If they're clinched with the one seed, though, it, then he probably doesn't play. Yeah, if they beat the Saints without him, then. Yeah. 
all that needs to happen is the Cowboys and the Niners just need to lose a game and they clinch. They can go, they can lose out, and as long as one of those two teams lose a game, they clinch. Yeah. I don't see the why the Eagles shouldn't clinch. They'd have to lose all three games and the Cowboys would no, have to go undefeated. They're gonna clinch. Yeah. They're gonna clinch. So the, he'll be back for the playoffs and the Eagles are still my favorite to probably win the Super Bowl. Really? Really. Watching the Eagles, like obviously I like the Bills are probably my second favorite just because Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, that defense. But Von Miller's out, and that's a big yeah. loss. Yeah, it is. But watching the Eagles, they're oh, what's the word? Disciplined. I like mean, you never you never see the Eagles really losing a game. Like I know they struggled early with the Bears, but like they ended up winning by what, 10, 14 points? And they do that every week. They, you don't see them struggling. And I think there's teams that have potential to also do that. Like, I think the Vikings, if they played great for 60 minutes, they could be like the Eagles just because they I have don't such know, a good dude. roster. The Eagles are so talented, dude. The Eagles have the best defense in the league, statistically, and if you look at their roster. Darius Slay. I mean, the fact that they just have Fletcher Cox and Javon Hargrave at their DT spots, like... Yeah, and then you have your corners are the two highest-rated corners in the league. And then you have Jordan Davis stopping the run in the middle. You you're talking about Maddox, too? I'm talking about Darius Slay and Brad. Oh, you're, oh, oh, oh. But, yeah, Darius Slay, Vontae Maddox, James Bradbury. James Bradbury and Darius Slay. Yeah. But, yeah, no, they're fucking loaded. <laughs> and, I mean, it just seems to work with the A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, and that tandem with Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Like, they've just been through the roof. And it kind of leads me into what I want to last talk about, like MVP this year. I think it's a tight race between, you know, Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, and that's about it. It's I Pat, think it's a field, actually. I think that. it's Pat Mahomes. Really? Yes. And I'm What makes you say Pat Mahomes? Because he's has the best QB stats in the league and he has a worse team than Jalen Hurts. Like, if the Chiefs lost Pat Mahomes, that team would be 500 at best. If the uh, Eagles lost Jalen Hurts, they would still win 9 10 games i think yeah but that's not 13 and 1 10 games that makes playoffs you chiefs don't make the playoffs without pat mahomes i mean if you give them jalen hurts they still make the playoffs well yeah i agree but i'm not saying jalen hurts is a bad quarterback okay i i agree that patrick mahomes is the best quarterback in the nfl and it's not even close but why are you but saying jalen hurts pat mahomes has better because stats because you still have to get huh pat mahomes has better stats jalen hurts stats are good as fuck i know they are are you kidding me but there's a lot of quarterbacks that you could say that about but Pat Mahomes has the best. He has like 500 more passing yards than any other QB in the league. He lost his best weapon in Tyreek Hill, who is still balling in Miami. And he's playing just as good as he was last year. And he's playing he in has, a harder di- he's playing in a harder division. He's playing against harder opponents week in, week out, just being in the AFC. Jalen Hurts had a cakewalk this season. I hate to say it, but every week, I'm like still, every I'm, week they have a game, it's like when the fuck are they going to play someone good? Like yeah, they played the Vikings like but once. To like, me, it sounds like you're discrediting him because of his situation that he has around him, and I feel like that's crazy because no one was even giving him that two years ago. And now that he is on this level, he can't get the credit that a Patrick Mahomes is getting because his stats are still. I'm giving insane. Jalen Hurts credit. I mean, I, I think Jalen Hurts a top he, five QB in the league, and he I only has five interceptions. Like he does not turn the ball over very often. I mean, he throws for 250 a game. I mean, he has almost 800 rushing yards as well. He has 13 rushing touchdowns to go along with his 22 passing. Like this guy's scoring. Like I know. this guy does everything he can. I, I just and they're 13 and one. Like you're going to discredit him because of the type of schedule they have this season. 
I'm not discrediting Jalen Hurts. I just think that Patrick Like, Mahomes, you can argue that that AFC West division is low-key bummy. Low-key. Low-key. Letting Russ cook. I mean, you got two of those matchups a year. I mean, I guess, but you still have the DC, Chargers. DC4 and the, bo- and the Booty Raiders, man, they just started winning a couple weeks ago. Dude, they've won like four in a row. Four. Okay, they're six and eight. Yeah, but they're playing good ball right now. Okay, I'm just, but it's time. not, it's not that fact that the Chiefs had to play the, the Bills and the Bengals the this year. Obviously, the NFC East, we all know that after like two weeks ago, all four of those teams had a very legitimate chance at making the playoffs, and they still do. Yeah. I like his division is good, but I like Pat Mahomes. His, he's statistically the best quarterback. Watching him. Dominated the Vikings, beat the Cowboys pretty well. I'm just, I mean, I get it. There's not a big sample size for the type of competition, but they get the job done and they do it in a tremendous fashion. Like, I think we're going to see come playoff time. How are you about to say the Eagles are going to win it all? Yet you're not going to give Jalen Hurts MVP because the type of comp he's getting in the regular season. No, I never said that. Yes, you did. I said I'm not giving it. I'm saying they've won 13 games because I don't think it's just Jalen Hurts. I think they... Their defense is first in everything. Like, you know how much that helps I, a quarterback? Okay, but their offense is... Like the Chiefs' defense sucks ass. That doesn't change their offense Ma- statistics. Their offense statistics are still good. I know, They're but... They're going to be good the, with or without the defense. But the Eagles the have the ball. The plus. The Eagles have the ball two-thirds of every game because their defense gets six-thirds and out, three and outs a game. Like Very interesting. Very, I don't know. very I just, interesting. Pat Mahomes has I'm better not, stats. I just don't even, like, I don't think it's that crazy because Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL. It's the, he is. Well, it's like but the most valuable Hurts, player. And I think Jalen, Patrick Mahomes is more valuable to his team than Jalen Hurts. That's not what the award is anymore. You're it's right, not what you're it right. is. It's a quarterback award. It's, it's a quarterback <laughs> award. And it's also who's having the best season all around throughout the season in the quarterbacks. And I feel like they've done everything right, and his stats are – they're still really, really, really good. I know. I'm not discrediting The only thing stats. he doesn't have what Mahomes has stat-wise is, you know, Mahomes has, well, probably like 1,000 more passing yards in him. He Mahomes has 4,800 passing yards. and No. He, I'm pretty sure. 4,800? Yes. That sounds a little high. 4,500. Okay. 4,500. Yeah. yeah. He has 4,500. 500 more than the next quarterback. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I'm not discrediting <laughs> that. I brought that up. I brought that. I, maybe I didn't, but yeah, I understand. Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league, and he slings it like no one else. But and on top of that, how many it rushing? It you, doesn't you mean, mentioned Jalen Hurts mean rushing Patrick touchdowns. Mahomes has been perfect. You mentioned huh? Jalen Hurts rushing touchdowns. How many does Patrick Mahomes have? I bet he has five, six plus, and I know he has like 36 passing touchdowns on the year. He has three rushing touchdowns on the year. Okay, so not that crazy. It's not that crazy. Tom Brady probably got that. He has thir- how many passing touchdowns? 38? 30? He's got 35. 35? Mm-hmm. 313 on the ground, 22 game. Like, that's solid. I mean, it's nothing special. I don't know. I just – I watch Patrick Mahomes every week. He's making underhand passes 10 yards down the field for first downs. So, Jalen Hurts, yeah, he's got about 1,000 less rushing yards in him. Um, he has 22 passing touchdowns. Um, but he also has 750 rushing yards to go along with 13 rushing touchdowns. So, I mean, he's playing great football. And, I mean, he hasn't thrown a whole lot of picks, so that's really what you want to see. Pat Mahomes, he's got over double that. He's got 11. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm so not, I mean, I'm not discrediting Jalen Hurts. I think he's a great quarterback. He's been playing. I, I like just, a, th- he deserves his flowers, man. No one's not giving him his flowers. Just because he, if he doesn't win MVP, doesn't mean he's not getting his flowers. I'm not going to say if Joe Burrow doesn't win MVP, he's not getting his flowers, and he's having a great season. Yeah, he's having a better season than Josh Allen. Nah, Josh Allen is the leading rusher on that team too. Yeah. I kind of always forget about that. Josh Allen's still probably number two quarterback. He's in insane. He's insane. He's been struggling to take care of the ball this year. He turns it over a lot, it kind of but make, it's in his hands so much. Nervous. It's yeah. in his hands so much. Nah, he fucking. I was watching the game over the weekend, and you know he just recently fumbled it earlier in the game. Someone came from behind him and knocked it loose. But then they were driving down the field. They're in the red zone. He's doing like a read option five yards out, and someone's like right on him, and he swim moves him with the football in his hand, <laughs> just not protecting it at all. He swim moves him with the football <laughs> in his hand. Almost loses it again. He didn't. He held on to it. But He's it was just like it was just like, what the fuck? But it, that that's like my point. Like they got him doing these read options where he's supposed to keep the ball and he just Josh Allen is everything to that team. Yeah. It's crazy. Without a doubt. Yeah. Without a doubt. But I don't I'm not he's not an MVP candidate for me. He's probably number three or four. Yeah. But I just hate how it's always a QB, man. Cause Justin Jefferson should be in the conversation. Loki, he's about, to have, he's about to have one of the best seasons as a receiver ever of all time. Yeah, not in the conversation. No one talks about him. That is insane. <laughs> that is insane. It's a QB award. It's it's sad. It's sad. Just like the Heisman. They're both irrelevant. Justin Jefferson, man. How about him? <laughs> uh, before we move to college football, I know I said this like a bit ago and we kind of got off topic, but... No AFC? In our sh- huh? No AFC? I mean... Spent too long on the NFC. Go ahead. Say whatever you want. Go ahead. I don't really have a... I don't... <laughs> I mean... I mean, the NFC, we we talked about it. What you mean? We got the Bills, Chiefs, Bengals still. I mean, the Ravens, I don't... I'm not a fan of them anymore. I'm dropping them off. And then the Dolphins, I mean, who are one of the threats, people think they can go to the Super Bowl. I mean, they've lost three in a row. You, the you the big right. stretch that I was interested in, I thought mattered to show how good they are. They were 0 for 3. So, yeah, their offense is still stupid, but I don't think they get it done in the playoffs. You don't think the Ravens make any noise with Lamar back in the nope, playoffs? I don't. I mean, if they end up playing the Titans, I got them over the Titans. Okay. But that's the easiest matchup they're going to get. Yeah, and I want to play the Titans. And they got and they got to hold on to their record. They're still a game and a half in front of the in front of the Chargers and the Dolphins. Um, but to finish their season, I mean, it doesn't look bad. The Falcons, the Steelers, and the Bengals. I, I see two winnable games there. If they win the two, they should. Then I mean, be all right. the the Chargers, two, the two Chargers AFC North might win games out, are, dude. Two AFC North games are winnable just because they're division games, and you know how those go in the AFC North. Yeah, yeah. You go right. either way. They're fifty fifty. You're right. I don't care if we're playing the Browns with Jacoby Brissett and they beat us by thirty. <laughs> so it's I wouldn't be surprised because they want that five seed. Yeah, going up against dude. They want the three. Seed. Most likely they're going up against game, the Titans or the one Jaguars. Game we'll the, see. They're only one game behind the Bengals. Yeah, they beat the Bengals week eighteen. They probably get the three seed because we have to play the Bills the week before. I don't think they give it up. I think uh, I think the Bengals get it done next week at New England, and then at Buffalo. I think I mean that's home a great against game. Buffalo, right? Home against Buffalo. That's going to be game of the year if everybody plays. Another game of the year for the <laughs> Bengals, um, and then they finish the season at ball or home against Baltimore. I think they beat Baltimore. I just don't. Think they're for real? I don't think they got to get Lamar some. They got to get him a shitload of help. I don't think they're going to lose twice in a row to Baltimore twice in the same season. But uh, what I was going to say 
is not in my main league. I didn't have the best year in my main league in fantasy, but in the shitter league, which you are in, we're both in the final four right now and possibly meeting in the championship game. Yeah. How you feel about that? You nervous or it's bullshit. Or this is our first round is two weeks. I would have won if it was one week. I, I don't understand why we're doing that. I mean one. We should do one week and then the championship should be next week and everybody will play. I mean, I'm upset about it, but the but commish, if I was, the commission doesn't listen to me right now. It's ugh. kind of upsetting. If but, I was on the opposite side, if I was losing after this first week, I'd I'd want it to be two weeks too. So I can't yeah, I can't really yeah. be that upset about it. I had a pretty dominant week. I <laughs> uh, had a one sixty one. Uh, so I'm up 44 I know going into a, week two in the final four matchup. I think you're probably going to win. You, pr- you, pretty, it's just, you have the hottest team right now. I do. I mean, What I love about that team is I haven't made one trade this year. I haven't made a trade either. I haven't made one Tried trade. Tried to get Jamar, but. Didn't work out. No, but, I, mean, but I, was, I was offering T. Higgins and Josh Jacobs for Jamar. And Josh Jacobs turned the fuck up and became the best running back. Early in the year? Like week six. Oof. I know. Damn. It would have been a bad trade. And Jamar got hurt too. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been a really bad trade. <laughs> so where I want to give myself some props in this league, I mean, it's not that big of a deal because it's not my main league, but didn't have the best year in my main league this year for the first time ever. So, I mean, it happens. But I, I drafted Justin Jefferson in front of Cooper Cup this season, and it didn't look like maybe the best thing early in the season, but probably one of the best decisions I made because he's been dominating. I mean, he had 30 for me last week, 33 the week prior, and then to add on to that, I got Amon Ross St. Brown and C.D. Lamb at my receiver spots. Like, it's just absolutely stupid to go along with Jalen Hurts at QB. Like, Evan Ingram, I got lucky with Evan Ingram, man. Got him late. He's been playing well these last few weeks. I'd be nervous if I were you. I really would. Yeah. I mean, I have... Hopefully you can get there because that'd be a fun matchup. I have a good I have a good team when everybody plays well. You know, I got, I got Justin Fields. He gets me 25 a week when he's healthy. Dalvin Cook's projected 20. Crazy because you picked him up off waivers. Justin? Yeah, yeah that that's is crazy. crazy. It's crazy. Dalvin yeah. Cook gets me about 20 a week. Josh Jacobs gets me 20 him. plus. Stephon Diggs is him. Stephon is – dude, I don't know if I like him. What? My wide receivers, I thought that was the strong suit of my team. and it's just He's just because he struggled the last couple weeks? He's just inconsistent, dude. He's, he's just still, not the top dog that he's He's position ranked three. It's crazy I'm saying that, but like – when I needed him most the last two weeks, he had six and ten, you know? Yeah. T. Higgins has kind of let you down, too. Yeah, dude. Like, I thought my wide receivers were good, but... Christian Kirk. He's mid, dude. I'm about to start ETN. He's not mid. I'm about to start ETN. He's, got a, he's about to have a 1,000 yards this season. I'm actually about to start ETN in my flex next week. Okay. Yeah, assuming I win. It's not the worst thing in the world, but we'll see. It should be fun. I hope to see you there. Because, uh, I mean, it's not guaranteed for me yet, but I'm up pretty big, um, very comfortable. And, uh, you know, I got some pretty good matchups next week. But let's let's move away from that. Let's move into college football. Christmas edition, baby. Bowl season. And the first bowl game that I want to talk about, December 29th, 20 Texas going up against 12 Washington in the Alamo Bowl. <laughs> Washington's plus four in this matchup. So... We haven't talked about college football in a few weeks. I mean, we've kind of been away from that. But, I mean, when we last saw Texas, they were kind of playing spoiler. I mean, they lost TCU. Um, that was in a tight one. But then uh, beating Kansas, being Baylor. Um, almost spoiled Kansas this season. Kansas was able to scrape by and get a win last of the year. But they're playing winning football last we saw them. 
And then Washington as well. They're playing winning football. Uh, they had two straight losses uh, in the middle of the year to UCLA and Arizona State. And now they're on a smooth six-game win streaks that includes wins over Oregon State and Oregon. So, I mean, what are your first thoughts here? I mean, it's Michael Penix Jr., it's Quinn Ewers. Um, a, some dominant offenses that we have seen can explode at any given moment. I just – talking about bowl games is tough because of how it's – you know, like is, is Bajon Robinson playing? Uh, I would hope so, but you're you know right. I mean? We don't know. Because of the draft, he's going to be a first or second round pick. Yeah. Saw Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson not play last year. So it's just like talking about these games, like, I don't know who's playing. I mean, we don't have to think, <laughs> it, we don't have to think into it too hard. Yeah. Like for me, I'm taking Washington plus four. Yeah. I like Washington I've, kind of, I've kind of been with Washington's offense all season. I thought they've been dominant. I'm a big fan of Penix Jr. I don't think anyone agrees with me, but I think he got robbed of a Heisman finalist candidate. I really yeah. do. He probably should have been up there. Absolutely insane this year. He was, he's been absolutely insane. But then Quinn Ewers on the other side, I'm a big fan of his. I think he can ball. I think he's a I think he's a future NFL quarterback. Yeah, I agree. He's a I think he's built for the NFL. Yeah. I think he'll do better in the NFL than he does in college. Yeah. I, I can I agree with you. I'm a big fan of Quinn. Yeah. Like he might not be the first guy taken off the board. I could see him being like a third round pick. Yeah. And I think he could come in and Yeah. Make some noise. Yeah, I really yeah. do. I'm glad you agree with me there because that'll be interesting to see in the next few years. I watch his career develop. But, but yeah, I'm taking Washington plus four in that game. What do you think? I like Washington plus four. I really yeah. like Penix. I think yeah. he's a good quarterback. He can do it all. Yeah. So I'm with it. I'm with it. Next game, I'm going to breeze by this Notre Dame-South Carolina game. I mean, Spencer Rattler, he really was playing spoiler the last few weeks. Yeah, I'm I mean, taking South Carolina. Yeah, over Notre Dude, Dame? They're hot. Should we stop and talk about this? They're hot. South Carolina's hot. They beat two top ten teams to end the season. They are hot, but now they're not going to be playing for a month, you know, before yeah. their next matchup. Yeah, you're right. But and I think... They know what winning feels like. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's interesting. South Carolina's plus two and a half. The Gator Bowl being taking place on December 30th. What are the records of those teams? Uh, South Carolina is 8-4, and four and Notre Dame is... Eight and four. Okay. See, I feel like the difference between the two teams, and I'm going to give it to South Carolina because I feel like Notre Dame season was a disappointment while South Carolina season was, I want to say it was a good surprise for them. I don't know, dude, because they've had, they've had lots of expectations with Rattler and they've had, yeah, but after last year, I don't, you know, I mean, what after last year, they didn't have have, the expectations dropped tremendously. Yeah. I mean, I'd agree agree they dropped, but I mean, (laughs) I don't know. Eight and four is not a bad season. I'm not saying it is because their losses too. I mean, they lost That's to a, Arsenal early. They I'd expect South Carolina to go six and six, seven and five. Yeah, it's about where I'd have them. Eight and four in a bowl game against a Notre Dame. South Carolina get ranked or no? They're 19. See, like, <laughs> I mean, I did yeah, not think I they'd mean, be in the top. They 20. beat Tennessee. They beat Clemson. They're playing good ball. They are. And Spencer Rattler played great. I just, the last I don't know. Weeks. He looked great the I last just, two weeks. I don't know because I want to ride with you on this one, but I just feel like, like I think Drew Pine's a good quarterback. Like he he stepped in for a Tyler Buckner, who was their quarterback to start the season, and he's been absolutely tremendous. I mean, I'm sorry, it was a little bit of a step saying tremendous. <laughs> he's been ab- he's been absolutely solid. He's been he's been good enough to have a winning record and you know beat 
some good teams. I mean, they beat Syracuse on the road. Clemson also lost to Notre Dame earlier this season. So, I mean, that's honestly interesting with this matchup. Two teams that have beat Clemson this year. Um, and, I mean, it was a tight – no, I mean, it's a different quarterback, different offense from week one, but they competed with us. Yeah. I mean, I really season. like uh, – I like Michael Mayer. I think he's by far the best tight end in the draft. Yeah, I like that. Great player. Yeah, I mean, whatever NFL team gets him is – I think they're going to get a guy like a George Kittle or, you know. You think like that? That's mm-hmm. a bit <sighs> – I do. It's high expectations. Uh, next game, the Orange Bowl. Another December 30th matchup. Six Tennessee against seven Clemson. Clemson's a six-and-a-half-point favorite. I like Clemson in this game, and it's solely for the one reason that we all know. No Hendon Hooker. Yeah. Damn. If Hendon Hooker was playing, that game would be so good. Yeah, I know. I would take Tennessee there, without a doubt. Oh, yeah. I don't like DJ Ugalele. Me neither. I you mean, see, uh, some people are saying he might be transferring. Yeah. Yeah. Ohio State was in... No, no, absolutely not. I'll actually be really upset. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I wasn't saying I want him. Yeah, we do not want <laughs> I him. I don't want him. Yeah, he's bad. I he's don't a bad want quarterback. Him. He needs to go to, like, UCF or something. Like, seriously, he's really bad. He's really bad. It's interesting to see <laughs> what happens with him, though, because Cade Klubnik for Clemson, they're going right. to be a different force next year. You're right. We, but, we thought uh, Penix was bad, and he transferred and yeah. had a great season. Well, so. I didn't think he was bad. He would always play fucking well against us. Yeah, he just never had anybody around he just, him. Nah. And now he finally had some weapons, and he blew up. Yeah. Not, not enough to be dominant. But anyways, Tennessee, Clemson. You like Clemson as well? Yeah. Spread six and a half, though. Yeah. I don't. I, I know Tennessee Tennessee is starting a backup that played from Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not very good. So, yeah, I'm taking Clemson. I'm with it. Sugar Bowl. This is it December 31st game? Uh, New Year's, New Year's Six? Is that what they call it? Mm-hmm. Part of the New Year's Six. <laughs> Five Alabama and nine Kansas State. Kansas State, dominant. Last time we saw them beat TCU, a team that's in the playoffs right now. Bama, we know they've had a couple losses, a couple tough losses, um, and that held them out of the playoffs, both by one possession, both by, I think, combined three points. Yeah. So this is an interesting matchup. Kansas State's plus six and a half. Is Bryce Young playing? See, it like, that matters a lot. <laughs> it, does, it does matter, but... No, they did announce him and Will Anderson are both playing. They're going to scrape the floor with Kansas State. You think? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Kansas State has a bunch of little boys on their team. And See, that's crazy because Kansas State just beat TCU. I don't care. TCU is not that You think Bama's either. a better team than TCU? Yes. I think the only reason that... So why the, isn't the committee getting this right? Because I always think getting it should it right. be the four best teams. The I, four best teams. But you can't say that... Statistically, you can't say Alabama's better than TCU because they have two losses. But but the Alabama, way they lost, you'll it's see. Like, you'll shit, see when they man. play Kansas State, they're going to dominate that game. They're going to dominate on the no ground. No trust in Will Howard, huh? It's not. It's not, not about, about the Gibbs. trust. It's about the talent. It's about the five stars. What about Deuce roster. Vaughn, baby? Did you see Deuce Vaughn in that, one guy in that bowl is, game? One guy is not beating Alabama. I think I'm a fan of Deuce Vaughn now. I like Deuce Vaughn. Yeah, he was. Do you like him because his name is Deuce, or well? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I can read the stats off for you if you want. No, so he's good. He 130 last game, 147 before that. Two weeks prior, he had 102, 158, 170, 145, 116. Those are all this season. Like, and he kills it. On, like, he's a great receiving back, too. Yeah. I, I like Deuce Vaughn. He's a good player, but. 
42 catches, 370 yards receiving this season as well. Like Alabama's, Alabama's tackles are probably like 6'7", 360, and TCU's yeah. tackles are probably like 6'5", 315. I'm probably like taking... Yeah. It, they're going to they're gonna kill them in the trenches. They're going to kill them on the ground. I think, I'm a, I think I'm taking a Kansas State spread there. I think it's a closer game than people think. Really? Yep. Taking Alabama spread. Spread six and a half. I'll probably, I'll probably buy a half point. I could see uh, I could see Bama going up like 14-0 early, and people would be like, yep, this is what we expected. <laughs> and then Kansas State, you know, starts getting it rolling a little bit, and it becomes a more competitive game. But that one will be interesting. Cotton Bowl, a game that I'm not very interested in. 16 Tulane versus 10 USC. USC is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Is Caleb Williams? He's playing, right? I don't see why. Yeah, he's not going to draft. Yeah, not next year, right? Yeah, he's he's gonna be so good next year. So I, I mean, I think USC dominates them. Honestly, maybe I'm wrong. It's two and a half for a reason. They gotta have guys out like Jordan Addison. He's probably not playing. So what? You think Tulane's got a shot? No, I'm not saying that at all. <laughs> I'm just saying it's two and a half for a reason. I think it'll be a closer game than. I'm taking USC spread. I'm taking, when it, when USC, I'm, I'm taking USC two and a half, but I think they'll. I don't think it's going to be like three, two touchdown game. I think it'll be that's like fine. Ten points, seven. That's points. fine. I think it'll be a solid game. USC's not that dominant, anyways. No, I mean not. they don't dominate anybody. Their defense. They dominate bad. Colorado. <laughs> Colorado's terrible. They just prime. Yeah did did, <laughs> did we know about that last time we were on the podcast? No. Wow, Dion, <laughs> Dion Sanders and company. Breaking news: something we should probably discuss. Colorado. What are they called? The, buh, Colorado. Were you gonna go to school there? Yeah. What, what are, are they? What are they called? I can't spell. remember. The Buffalo. They're not the. I don't think they are. I should know this. I yeah. Should know this. <laughs> Anyways, Mr. Sanders. He's heading to Colorado. He's going to be the new head coach. And he's and, bringing luggage. And he's bringing <laughs> luggage with him. Yeah. That clip is so funny. I know. Yeah. I mean, I mean what's his son's name? Shader. 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 He's nice. Yeah. He's a good quarterback. He is. I could see him being successful in Colorado. I mean, and he's got his pops. Like, bring Travis Hunter yeah, with him. Uh huh. The Rams. The Rams. Colorado. Are you sure? Yeah. They're, I think. Their thing is the Rams. No, they're the Buffaloes. <laughs> <laughs> they're the Buffaloes. Their mascot is Pam the Ram. That's what it is. <laughs> I, I hope I hope I hope we could hear that. But yeah, the Colorado Buffaloes. You were close. <laughs> we gotta do a yeah, we gotta do that little TikTok trend that that one guy would do with his girlfriend and shit. You know, just put like uh, logos up and you gotta guess the team. Do it with Cal. Yeah. He's so disrespectful. <laughs> It'd be funny. It'd be it funny. Be funny. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, we got a little off topic there, but that, that'll that be interesting to see the next couple years. Yeah. I think Shader is him. Yeah, and Travis. Travis. Turner, he is him. He's him. <laughs> he is him. Damn still, shame. They lost their, yeah, tough overtime loss over the weekend. Yeah. Or was it? What day was it? I mean, Dion was. I remember. Dion was crying on the sideline. Yeah. He's emotional. Yeah, yeah. It was a tough loss. I can't, remember, can't remember the player it's who it was, but he dropped a big it's pass. Gonna be, in it's going to be crazy to see Dion Sanders coaching on a sideline, and then you got like a a dude on the other sideline that's in nice clothes, and Dion Sanders has this big ass chain yeah. hanging out. He's in a sweatshirt. Just <laughs> want to say, Colorado State is the Rams. Oh, okay. <laughs> University of Colorado. Okay. 
because the Buffaloes. Okay, I'm glad she pointed that out. Yeah, yeah. Helps Makes her out a little, a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. <laughs> Colorado State Rams. That 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 is right. All right, let's talk about these uh, last three games. Rose Bowl. Penn State, Utah. Utah is a two and a half point favorite. Utah is another one of those teams. They're conference champions. Cameron Rising, he seems to be a fan favorite, seems to know how to get it done. Who you like in this game? I like Utah. I think yeah. Utah's a better team. Mm-hmm. I don't actually think it's very close. No? I mean, Penn State played us tight, but I don't I don't think we're that good. <laughs> I we'll think, talk about uh, that in a little bit, but yeah, I, I mean, I think I think <laughs> it can be a closer game than people think. I am taking a, I'm probably taking Utah minus two and a half just because I like the field goal, but I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't count out Sean Clifford and Penn State. They're just that sleeper team. It's a bowl game. They're going to be ready to play. Um, you think? Yeah, I do. I don't know, man. Those games. You think are Utah so can relevant, dominate them? Like- okay, Is those, anybody those really guys, ready to play? If in you're the not Rose Ohio bowl State, anymore, if like- you're not Georgia, if you're not Bama. You know, like you are loving the Rose Bowl. Like I'm in the Rose Bowl. You know, it's one of the biggest bowl games ever. They're definitely gonna. I guess, like in the BCS, like yeah, in those days, it mattered more. But it just doesn't really matter anymore. Like if you're not in the playoffs your season, I sadly agree with you. Yeah, I sadly agree with you. Twelve team, but those those team. They, I didn't like the twelve team on. at first, but Franklin's Franklin's gonna get him right. You know, he's gonna take this game. Franklin serious. is a bad head coach. We can talk about that if you want. He's not. <laughs> I mean, he's not great, but bad. Can't win big games. Loses three games a season. Is that acceptable? Okay, you're acting like Penn State has the best fucking recruiting recruiting class in the country every year. They're normally like top six, seven. Seriously, for how many years? Like a lot. Did it just start happening? No, they were good with Joe Paterno. Like then they got James Franklin. They've continued to be decent, but that team with Tracy McSorley and. Uh, Saquon Barkley, yeah. like, team was unbelievable. Micah Parsons, they didn't yeah. win shit. I mean, they're not going to fire him. You're right. They they no like one, what he does. There's no one else available. I can't think of a guy that's, like, waiting to be hired right now. Penn State fans are happy to go 9-3, and three, dude. I don't know. Penn no, State's not a major really, program. Not really, but, I mean, I don't know, like... They get up and at them about a game against Minnesota, you know, like game of the year. Like, yeah, they're they're passionate fans. I don't know. I don't really want to. I mean, you can keep talking about Franklin. I'll let you rant. No, it's I'm done. Because I want to get into these. I'm just saying, like, I want to get into these top four. He constantly chokes. Listen, he was beating Ohio State. He should have won that game this year. They lost. The year uh, JT Barrett came back down 17 points with 11 minutes okay, left in the game. You're talking about us Buckeyes, though. Like, we're different. I'm just saying you have to win games like that. Those are games you have Penn to State's win to never make gonna the be playoffs. Like that. They will never be like that. They will never but be like that. But they're so close. They're they up never 17 be like points that. with 10 minutes left in a game. Obviously, that was years ago. They will never be like that. They just won't. Especially with, especially with now how Michigan's taking another level up. They're getting back to where they used to be. Yeah, they need to reorganize those divisions they really do because those are the three best teams year in year out and they're right in the right in the same division yeah (laughs) fucking stupid i agree i agree agree, but i just you know it's how college football works they're gonna have a chance to make these playoffs now in a couple years when it expands to 12 they'll make it like i mean look at them right now if it was a 12 team playoff they'd be in so they can start making some noise james franklin can maybe start turning it around we'll see 
I bet he'll still. It's really going to even out recruiting. I'm really. I'm. I am excited for the 12 team playoff. And now the biggest games that we all want to talk about: the college football playoffs, two versus three. Michigan, TCU, spread is seven and a half. Michigan with a great second half win over Purdue in the Big Ten championship game. While TCU, they're coming off their first loss of the year. What do we think in a matchup like this one? Can Texas Christian pull off an upset, or is Michigan destined for a championship appearance? TCU's going to fuck them. Or Michigan's going to fuck TCU. Whoa. Michigan's going to fuck them. Uh, what makes you say that? Uh, I just think they're more dominant. I think they're, their offensive line is going to be too much for TCU's defensive line. Mm-hmm. Like, you're telling me that Donovan Edwards doesn't have 200-plus? Yeah, no, he will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You just you don't think Max Duggan can compete in this game? I mean, they'll score points. Because, you know, it happens all the time in a 2-versus-3, 1-versus-4, like a 30 nothing game. Like, yeah, We've seen this it plenty. Could be the one. It's happened to us plenty. I don't know, though. I think... We could lose by 32. So I could see it happening. I mean, <laughs> we'll get to that in a second. But um, spread is seven and a half. Texas Christians, te- they're more of a home team than Michigan is, honestly. I mean, they're going out to Glendale, Arizona. It's way closer. Yeah, but Michigan will travel well for this game. It'll be, it'll probably be like 60 40 TCU. I could see that. You said it wrong again. No. 60 40 Michigan? Not the score of the game. Talking oh. about like the percentage of fans. Oh, oh okay. TCU will yeah, probably have see, a majority. Yeah, I could see. I could see Michigan it being will like travel that. well. Yeah, I mean it'll definitely be at least fifty fifty. But I'm just saying that's a long trip. Yeah, no, it is a long trip. So I mean, I'm taking Michigan to win this game, but seven and a half spread. I'm taking Michigan spread. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna go against you here. Go a little bit against my gut, thinking of a blowout. I think I think Max Duggan. They didn't. I mean, they didn't win the championship game, but I don't know. I think they can compete. I think they can compete. I think they're going to struggle on the ground game. But if he can be successful throwing the ball, and Donovan Edwards doesn't get two hundred fifty, three hundred rushing yards on him, then I think it can be a tight game. I think if Donovan Edwards gets two fifty, then it's a blowout. Yeah, I think I, just, if, I think just, if he gets two hundred, JJ McCarthy's so inconsistent. So it's just like that kind of that favors TCU, does it? Because like he proved that he plays well in big games. You're saying he plays inconsistent though. Yeah, but he plays. I think he plays good in big bit when he needs to, when it matters. You, you don't agree? No, I I agree. He plays he plays good football. He's I mean, killed us. I can't. No, exactly. <laughs> I can't disagree. Yeah, can't disagree. He destroyed us. us. Yeah. I don't know. So that combination and their defense is top three in the country. I just I don't see TCU pulling this one out. Yeah. Happy for him that they made it. Fin- I'm not. I really finally did it, but I could really care less that they're in it. I mean, not care less, but I just I don't know. I think it should mean a little more when they're you not lose making any noise. In your game, huh? I can almost guarantee that they're not making any noise. So that that's the first. Uh, I guess the first playoff game, I would say, that's going to be a 4 o'clock game Eastern time on December 31st, New Year's Eve. But the big game, the night game, one that we're looking forward to, one that we hope is competitive and does not bring tears to our eyes, it's one Georgia versus four Ohio State. Now that 
is one that a lot of people were expecting after the loss to USC. But can Ohio State compete in this ball game? I mean, if we were talking about this three weeks ago before the Michigan game, we'd probably say Ohio State can win that game. They probably do win that game. But now with the way we saw them play against that top opponent, I don't know, man. Our defense is suspect. We're right back to where we were last year. We have some injuries on the offensive side. I mean, we got Travion's not playing. JSN hasn't played all year. He's not playing. The spread six and a half. Is this going to be a good game? Or is Georgia going to wipe the floors with us Buckeyes? Basically being at home. Thank yeah, God we travel well. Yeah, thank God. Thank God. I mean, the whole stadium is going to look red anyway. So. Yeah, yeah. Won't matter that much. <laughs> it'll, it'll matter when uh, we're on offense. It's third down and everyone's going, oh. <laughs> yeah, that will. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I hate betting against the Buckeyes. You know I'm taking Ohio State spread. Yeah, I know you are. I mean, I'm probably not going to take no it. No one ever take bets it. against the Buckeyes. I'm probably, probably not going to take it, take it. But within this podcast, I'm rooting so heavy. Not just that. I also believe we have the talent to pull it off. I really do. Like, that Michigan game was something that I just can't explain. I really don't know. But. Yeah. I don't know. Michigan just had our number. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe we can handle Stetson Bennett. Maybe we can contain him. Maybe, but like our. If McCarthy can destroy us on the run himself, then. I mean, you only have to watch. If you're Georgia, you only have to watch film from one game on how to beat Ohio State. Yeah. You know, it's. They killed us. Play action pass. Go deep. These are, Take advantage uh, of the one-on-one -on -one matchups, that's for sure. They were talking about how nosy our safeties were, how they get caught looking in the backfield, which is why they always get beat deep. Uh huh. So it's got to play assignment football. We got to be disciplined. I mean, that and I mean, I'm more interested in how they play defense against us. I think I think they're going to score 30, 35. You yeah. Know? Yeah. It's whether we can hang. Yeah. And, you know, all season I was saying we can hang with anybody. We have one of the best offenses in the nation. And then we dropped that dud against Michigan. They found our way. I mean, we're definitely going to have to switch up the game plan a little bit. We definitely have to start throwing downfield more. We have 100%. to start throwing to the running backs. We don't throw yeah, to the running backs Yeah, we do have to start using anymore. them. They, start, they have to start checking and releasing. Yes. like, But nah, I, think, I, think the, I think the fix is easier than we think. I really do. I don't. I think we. C.J. Stroud needs to run the ball. But I don't think you know I how many agree. more opportunities we're gonna get when he runs for eight yards on a third and five, five times a game. Like, gives you I three agree. extra downs automatically. Three times five, that's fifteen more. I agree. I just I don't think that C.J. Stroud is that guy. I don't think he's ever gonna be a running. You're never gonna see him doing that. He can do it though. He can, but he's a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think if there's I think if we have to have any chance of winning this game, we have to be successful throwing the deep ball. And we have to have a great run game. We have to have a great run game. And I think for us to have a great run game, CJ Stroud's going to have to step out of his comfort zone and take those read options and run for 10, 15, 20 yards when the there's no one there, man. Like, there's no one there. Like, Ben Roethlisberger can <laughs> fucking run for those yards when no one's there. Like, I've seen him do it. Doesn't do it very well. But I just I don't know why he came to mind, but, you know. Yeah, no, he's I the know type of guy, last guy you think would run the ball. Yeah. And even him... Like, he's not afraid if he needs to. He's just trying to make the play. And I don't see why C.J. Stroud can't make that type of play to help us as a team. He doesn't have to run at all in his career when he makes it to the pros. In this certain situation, the way college football is being played, he has to be able to run the ball. 
I agree. I 100% agree. The, the years we beat Michigan, all of our quarterbacks could run. Yeah. they were. Mm. I, you could even say they weren't as good as Stroud is, but they ran the ball. JT Barrett, I mean, he was a good quarterback. Yeah, I think he was. I think I think he had a great IQ for the game. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 100%. That's what made him talented. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't the most physically gifted guy. Yeah. But he could run. Yeah. I remember. I remember multiple plays against Michigan where he'd just run for touchdowns. Yeah. And change the game. Yeah. It would change the game. Exactly. And we, we don't have that anymore. <laughs> yeah. We, and we need it. We need it back. So what you think? You taking Georgia spread? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sadly. So uh I just think that there are way too many weapons on offense. I don't think that we couldn't do much against Michigan's defense in the second half and Georgia has a much better defense. Well, we than probably Michigan. did like next to nothing in the second half except turn the ball over more and give up eighty yard touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just I don't know. We gotta come out I mean, we're gonna come out ready. It's the biggest game of the year for them. Yeah. And this, just, is probably one, this is probably the first time in Ryan Day's era at Ohio State that he's getting a second chance. Yeah. You know? No, it is. Because normally when he loses, it's in the playoffs. Yeah. So, I mean, because they lost that tough game and they ended up, last year they ended up playing Utah in the bowl game. Or they lost to Michigan and then they ended up playing Utah. And they, I mean, they were losing early, but the way we were, showed our resilience and fought in that game. And was that the Mecca Buka game? Who dominated that game? Mecca Buka had like 300 plus yeah. receiving yards and four, yeah. three touchdowns. I wouldn't mind seeing another one of them, man. It's been all Marvin Harrison the last few weeks. I haven't heard a lot of uh, Mecca Buka. We need to get him rolling. I don't like Stroud. I don't think he has the poise to win a game like this. Wow. You're coming after him. It'll be interesting to see. Who you got winning it all? Um, who? It's crazy because I might say Michigan. <laughs> really? <laughs> I'm still taking Georgia. I think they have better talent on their offense. Obviously, Michigan has a great running game, but Georgia has a great running game, and they have great receivers. And, you know, their defense is filled with first and second round draft picks again. Yeah. No, and I, I really like Kirby Smart. I think he's mm-hmm. a great coach. Nothing bad to say about him. I kind of want like I kind of want to take Michigan because, like, they seem like that team that's just on that type of role this year. And, I mean, they have – enough weapons their running game is incredible and with a run game like that you can be anyone on any night and their defense has shown that they can be dominant so i forget it might have been you who told me this but do you know kirby smart was on the alabama coaching staff mm-hmm. when we beat him? you told me i that? don't think you told me or i don't think i told you that but yeah yeah uh-huh. another 4v1 maybe <laughs> we pull it out i don't know if we beat georgia we're winning the chip ohio state michigan national championship yeah if that happens we'll have a exclusive pod on that again I will. But would you like that? I, would I, don't, I don't. Would you? Kidding me? Ohio State, Michigan rematch? If we can beat Georgia, we can beat Michigan. Well, I agree, but you don't think they just have our number? Uh, I mean, whether they have our number or not, I would rather, you know, get the opportunity to see. Yeah, I mean, maybe uh, maybe TCU upsets them. We get an easy natty. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You don't even think we can. You don't even think we can cover the spread, so it'll be interesting. And now, transitioning over to the National Basketball Association, we are doing a little Christmas special to add on to the show as we are going to finish by talking about the Christmas Day games that are coming up in just a few days. But first, before we do that, of course, like always, 
there's a few teams that I want to discuss and talk about. And, you know, the first team, the first two teams I want to talk about, they're both in the Western Conference. Um, the first are the Dallas Mavericks. And the Mavericks, they were playing solid basketball when the season got started, but they've now started to hit more of a losing trend as they've lost five of their last seven games. We all know it. We all see it. Luka Doncic needs some sort of help in whatever it may be. I mean, Christian Wood's been playing good. Christian Wood's been playing good ball, but, you know, (laughs) he he needs another guard. Yeah. And I don't really think Christian Wood's enough for them at the big spot either. I mean, I don't think Maxi Kleba, Dwight Powell, JaVale McGee, I don't, I mean, I don't know if they get it done. And, I mean, Christian Watson has to dominate games on both sides of the ball for them to be superior inside of the paint, you know? So they have to be dominant on the outside, and granted, Luka does him, and he's one of the best in the league, but there's no one there to really help him out. I mean, Spencer Dinwiddie, he's playing solid. He's averaging 16. It's honestly not bad, but it hasn't seemed to be the answer for him. An interesting one for me, or I'll name this as well, Tim Hardaway Jr., he's another role player for him. He hasn't been playing bad basketball. He's averaging about 13 a game. Doesn't seem to be the answer, though. Dorian Finney-Smith, Josh Green, he's a young guard. He's been on the team for a few seasons now. Some people think he's kind of the answer, but going into my question, who's the answer for the Mavericks? And after a recent performance from Kemba Walker, with no Luka, having 32 points and seven assists and five rebounds, can Kemba Walker be the answer for this Mavericks team? No. He's not doing that consistently. Let me, re- let me rephrase it for you. <laughs> can Kemba Walker be the answer for this Mavericks team this season? No. No? I actually don't think so. Obviously, he balled out, but, like, you think he's doing that every game? He had 14 last night. Kemba had 14 off the bench, only played 23 minutes. But when I say answer, I don't mean like they're going to go to the championship and go to the finals. Yeah. Like like the West playoffs. is tough. But, you know, yeah, make definitely make playoffs for sure, make playing. But, I mean, you know, they're sitting under 500 at 15 and 16 at the 10th slot. And they still have the Warriors and the Lakers behind them. Like, the West is absolutely crazy this season. So if they don't find an answer soon to start winning games, then I don't know. They're going to have to start maybe possibly looking at a change in the management, honestly, because Luka's a generational player, and they can't be failing him at a time like this. Yeah, I mean. Because who else will be the answer for them this season? Maybe, like, I don't see very many trade They'd have to go get somebody, assets. but, yeah, they don't have a lot of guys to give away. You're not going to give away Christian Wood or, like, no. you know? no. I keep seeing trade rumors around Dame, but I feel like he always comes up. Yeah, but it'd be really cool to see. Every time he talks about, it, he says he's staying in Portland. Yeah, yeah, no, he does. He always says that. And he's he stayed in Portland, so how crazy would that be, Luca and Dame? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> but like, who are they going to trade for Dame? Yeah, Christian Wood, Dinwiddie, Dinwiddie, and like three firsts, two Hardaway. firsts, two yeah, firsts. Yeah, like I don't know, because how many picks you want to trade away for a guy that has how many years left in his career? Four, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. It's interesting. It's really, I'm very curious to see if the Mavericks can find an answer this season because maybe they trade up in the them, draft or something. Even them being in the play in, I think, is a bust season for them. I yeah. really do. No, they were supposed to be a top four team in the West. Uh huh. I don't know. But I mean, let's give our props to, you know, to Portland, to Dame, uh, to Sacramento, to New Orleans, to Denver. 
I mean, they've been playing good. Anyways, how about the Pelicans, huh? They've been playing some top-tier basketball. They're sitting at uh, the four seed currently, which is crazy because they were just at the one seed like three days ago. But uh, they're at the four seed right now, a game and a half back. Um, wow, they they have hit a little losing streak. But the more important thing over time, Zion Williamson is playing some outstanding basketball, some MVP caliber basketball this season as they've been without Brandon Ingram uh, for the last couple weeks as he's been dealing with, I believe, a toe injury. So um, they've been without one of their best players for the last couple weeks, and Zion has completely stepped up in the process. Um, in December, Zion is averaging 34.5 points, 9.5 rebounds, and 6.5 assists. And uh, I believe after the loss last night, it moves them into five and four in that span. So, I mean, it's not the best. It's not exactly what you wanted. But the four teams they've been playing at Utah, at Utah, at Phoenix, home against Milwaukee. So, I mean, that's a pretty tough, some pretty tough matchups there. And before that, I mean, they beat Phoenix in a back-to-back. So, I'm not worried about that there. But how about the Pelicans, though? Can they... Keep making some noise. Are they a team that can, you know? Yeah. Because they already have one, at least one all-star, probably two all-stars. Who's your favorite in the West? Huh? Who's your favorite in the West? Memphis. Still? They're still my favorite. I don't don't see why they wouldn't. They win games. They have a great team. They have. The Pels have a great team. The Pels do have a great team, but they don't have John Morant. They have CJ, and I think. You just said it. Zion's averaging 35. I think chemistry matters. Chemistry matters. Being able to play together matters. Being able to play off one another matters. I agree. I I think we're seeing that firsthand with a team like the Philadelphia 76ers, you know, with with the Chicago Bulls. I mean, they're one of the worst teams in the league, and their roster's loaded. I mean, we're seeing it with, uh, I mean, I, I don't know. Lakers aren't playing well. We'll see. We'll see with them. But you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, it has to work. Like, I think people could argue that the Celtics don't have a top three roster in the league. Stop it. Actually not. Actually knock it off. You think they do? Who's a better roster, them or Philadelphia? We're probably a little deeper than they are. Yeah, but I think that matters tremendously. I think, obviously, you're looking at the Philadelphia starting five, and you go, oh, Joel, James Harden, Tyrese Maxey. Tobias Harris. Tobias Harris, and... Matisse yeah. Thibel or, you know, whoever you want to put in the four or five, yeah. three spots. But then after that, it's like... After that, it's Birkin like... Korkmaz, yeah. Anthony Melton, Yeah, Jake it's Milton. a bunch of nobodies. Like, it's not like those guys are playing all 48 minutes every game, you know? So it's... Yeah, but they, are, the C, but they are playing 36, you know, like three quarters. Yeah, I think the C's have... They have the best duo in the league. Um, so that that's actually pretty interesting. I got a little stat for you. I read it. So, uh, huh? I read it. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, the three highest scoring duos in the league right now. One is Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown at fifty six and a half. Two is Kyrie and KD at fifty five and a half. And then third, before the injury, Braun and AD at fifty four and a half or at fifty four point one. So. I mean, I agree that they have the best tandem in the league, but damn, some of these guys, like some of these duos are still no joke. Like it kind of took a dip. And just wait for Paul George and Kawhi to, you know, take a bump back up. I mean. Maybe. Kawhi's like 
I mean, he dominated us last week on our on my pod week off. So. Yeah, but it's just a matter of time before he gets hurt again. I hate to say that. We'll see. He can't be saying <laughs> that. He's been out for like two years. I know. That's got, my point. Okay, but he's got to be healthy. It's not like he's been trying to play through an injury. I guess. I don't know. Anyways, we got a little off topic there. But the Pelicans, I think they can be a great team. I think I think they can beat Phoenix in a playoff series. Yeah. I do. I think they can beat anyone in a playoff series except for Memphis and the Warriors. Still the Warriors? Of course, dude. They're still the Warriors. How bad was uh, Steph's injury? Uh, he's out a couple weeks. Couple he's probably going to be out for Christmas. I think Shoulder just, injury. Yeah, I know his shoulder. I just didn't know the yeah. se- severity. Might be like that Jalen injury, shoulder sprain. Yeah. Something, you know, it'll be out a couple weeks. Yeah. Or whatever. He could use the rest, honestly. He could use the rest. But You're right. But no, nah, I'm, I'm still taking the... I'm, I think it's the Warriors and the Grizzlies. One of them's going to the chip in the West. And I'm not t- counting out the Warriors because the roster's still nasty. Like, just because they're struggling to figure it out right now doesn't mean they won't. I mean, Boston's a great example from last year. Not a good record. We were under 500 for a majority of the first half of the season. And then we just went on a crazy spurt. And as long as the Warriors get going by playoff time, they can beat anybody. I mean, yeah, they have they probably have the best roster in the West. I mean, yeah, Steph Curry, Andrew Wiggins, Jordan Poole's no joke, man. Just taking another level. Clay Thompson's only going to be getting better this season. Wiseman. We'll see if Wiseman can start making an impact for him. That'll be interesting. Yeah, he needs to. I mean, Looney's still, he fits well on that team. He does. But I agree, <laughs> Wiseman can give him a different, you know, a different look. Yeah, like aggressiveness. Team. He's mm-hmm. just a lot, he's bigger than Looney. He's, yeah. Yeah. How about, uh, how about the Brooklyn Nets, man? They're such a hard team to look at because... Still, I say outside of KD and Kyrie, they don't have a lot of guys. Um, I mean, they got. I mean, they have Ben Simmons, but like, does that count? Does yes. Joe ha- Does Joe Harris count? Like, what do you mean? Do they count? There's what those they're guys. Role players. They're bad. They're role players. <laughs> Joe Harris isn't bad. He's a shooter. Seth Curry, Patty Mills. I guess I just Cam Thomas. Yeah, Joe Harris, Kessler Edwards, T.J. Warren when he comes back, Utah Watanabe. He's got a burner. So, I mean, they got a decent squad, honestly. They got some playmakers. They got some shooters. They got some big men. What are you talking about? But Their like, squad is not bad. It's the chemistry. My point. It's the chemistry. But Katie and Kyrie are probably playing the best they ever have together. Like I said, they're the second highest duo in the NBA. KD averaging 36 and 5, while Kyrie's out here dropping 25 and a half, 4 and a half, and 4 and a half. But that's for the season. But he's been even better since he's been back from that suspension. I understand that they have two top 15 players in the league, but I just, you know, Seth Curry in your starting lineup is not getting it done. He's not a starter in the NBA. He would not start on damn near any other team in the league except for maybe, like, I don't even know. Probably start on the Heat. I'm not even going to lie. The Heat, yeah. Kyle Lowry is. Maybe, I don't know, him or Gabe Vincent. Probably, they'd probably start Gabe Vincent over him, but. See, I just... I don't know. Yeah, maybe you are right, but... <laughs> you're talking about Seth Curry. Like, what about... Uh, you're not a fan of Claxton either? No. He's been playing some good ball. I'm not a fan of Claxton. Every time I watch Claxton play against a good big, 11 and big eight man, and a half. he just gets bitched. 11 and 8 and a half. When we, um, saw, uh, when we saw Claxton play against the... The Seas? He had 14 boards. Well, the Seas don't have a center right now. We didn't at the time. He's back. <laughs> I can't... And, I mean, I don't, whatever. Say what you want about the Nets and then I'll. I just, I don't, they're nothing special. They might make a play-in game. 
No, they're gonna make. The, they're gonna beat the plan. You think they're gonna be a top five seed? Really? Yeah. What do you mean? They're at the four seed right now. They're nineteen and twelve. They win games nine and one the last ten, twelve and three in their last fifteen. They're a good team. Maybe, maybe they proved me wrong Second this year. Second in field goal percentage, seventh in three point, first in block shots, eighth in assist turnover ratio. Maybe they they pulled it together. I'll tell you right now, the Cavs don't want to play him. Uh, Sixers don't want to play him. No, no one wants to play KD in the playoffs. I mean, the C's do. Well, yeah, but the C's have the best roster in we the get, league. We, I feel like we just got the best matchup for him. Yeah. You have hey, man, JT. Yeah, you have a guy that can actually guard him. Yeah. Legitimately. Interesting. Interesting. How about these uh, Christmas Day games we got? I mean, first game of the day, the noon game, Philadelphia 76ers traveling to the Garden, taking on the Knicks. Uh, Knicks have been playing some hot ball, 8-2 and two of their last 10. Philadelphia 7-3 and three in their last 10. I mean, what do we think from these teams? I mean, the Knicks, they're a pretty interesting team in my eyes. The Philly, they're kind of the same way. Like, they got the roster, they're loaded, and the starting unit, but, you know, they're not perfect in all aspects. And they don't really shoot the ball great at all. Jalen Brunson's playing well. Julius Randle is, you know, he does him. He does him every year. I mean, I wouldn't say he's, like, their best player. I mean, he... I guess he is, but and they have uh, R.J. Barrett. They have a, they don't have a horrible roster. I just the Knicks. It, it takes an interesting dip. So Randall averages twenty two, Brunson averages twenty one, and then Barrett averages nineteen and a half. And then after that, their next man's Emmanuel quickly. He averages nine and a half. Yeah. So and then Reddish averages eight, and I don't even know if they have Reddish in the rotation anymore. Played no, Cam Reddish hasn't played since December third, <laughs> and he's their. Fifth highest leading score. The Knicks aren't deep at all, but they do have a decent team. Yeah, they're I mean, starting Fournier's five. Is sitting there good. on the bench, Rose, uh, Mitchell Robinson, Obi Toppin. Their team's not terrible. No, it's not. I don't think there's a team that should beat the Sixers. No, I, yeah, that's what I was getting at. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Embiid, he he needs to bully the fuck out of Julius Randle. Embiid should have forty and twenty. He needs to put him in his place. He needs to in his place. Yeah. Tyrese Maxey, James Harden. I'm interested to see how they do together. Curious to see if uh, Tobias Harris can get his shooting rhythm going. He's not playing terrible. He's not shooting terrible. He's actually, I mean, he actually had a great game uh, the night before. He was 7 for 9, 5 for 7 from 3. But the few games before that, he wasn't shooting the best. So uh, it'll be interesting to see this weekend on Christmas who steps up for each team. I mean, that's kind of, I'm going to ask you, X-Factor for each team. If the Knicks want to get it done, who's their X-Factor? I want to say Brunson. I agree. It's it's Jalen Brunson. Brunson he's probably he, he he needs to have like twenty five. Yeah. yeah. Yep. He needs to have one of those games where he's just balling. How about that uh two thirty game on uh ABC and ESPN? L.A. Lakers traveling to Dallas. They're taking on the Mavericks. We already talked about them a little bit briefly with the Mavericks. We know what the Lakers are doing this season. AD's out for at least a month, so know him there. I think there's an interesting game. I think there's a game that the Mavericks can win being at home, but. LeBron, with the way he's been playing the last few weeks, he might come for his old type style of play and just fucking go out and drop 45 on Christmas Day. I could see that. But at the same time, right now, I think it's crazy I'm saying this, but I think Luka is a better player than Braun right now. Really? You don't? I mean, we don't give enough props to Braun, man. No, I agree. He's averaging 36 in his last like five games 27, 8, and 5 on the season. And when you look at his splits, I mean, December right now is averaging 29, 29, 8, and 7. 
I mean, yeah, he's balling. He's balling. Zero days rest. It's only one game, but he had 39. Yeah, I don't think that LeBron can do it himself. I know they have Westbrook still, and they're starting to roll a little bit. Lonnie yeah, Walker. Yeah, no, they they've won games. Lonnie, Lonnie Walker shooting the ball well, but I do still like Dallas's team a little more. Yeah, with AD being out, Christian Wood should have a big big game. Yep. Uh, Lucas should have a big game. I think Christian Wood's probably the X factor for the Mavs that game. Yeah, I agree. With no AD, that's a complete. I don't difference know though. You could say game. a guy like Dinwiddie or Tim Hardaway is an X factor. Um, those guys could come out and Tim Hardaway could easily make six threes in a Tim game. Tim Hardaway could be an X factor, but I feel like I feel like where their chance to be successful and dominant is within Christian Wood because they don't have their big man. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, you're right. You're right. It could totally be like a Reggie Bullock game. Or, I don't know, Dory Finney-Smith, Tim Hardaway. It could be any of them. But you could say the same for anyone on the other side. If Lonnie Walker just goes crazy, if Dennis Schroeder decides to have the game of the season, you know, Russell Westbrook starts clipping threes out his ass. You never know. It's Christmas. Yeah. But I'm, I I like Dallas in that game, honestly. And I think, uh, I think the Lakers, I think they end up finding a way to make the playoffs this season. I think they get back. But... It's going to be tough, especially with the injury bug that they're starting to get. Yeah. Um, Primetime game, my favorite game of the day on Sunday. Eastern Conference semifinals rematch. Giannis versus Tatum. Bucks versus Celtics in the TD Garden. This is game of the day in my eyes. and Definitely game of the day. One that... Two best teams in the league. I think everyone should be excited about because the Bucks are now healthy. He should be back. Chris Middleton's back. Um, for the Celtics, Robert Williams is back. We're so, both teams are starting to get pretty healthy. Eastern Conference Finals rematch? or Yeah, no, I definitely agree. A Giannis versus Tatum matchup never disappoints. You're going to not like me for saying this, but... You can say whatever you want. I'm probably going to take the Bucks. Why And why so? It's a little revenge game from the playoffs. I don't know. Giannis is just so scary. I just think that Giannis could come out and... Have forty. Well, yeah, but so can JT. Yeah, so can Jalen no, Brown. I, I so can Middleton. So can I agree Drew with that. I agree that each of those guys could all ball out. But Giannis is a—he's on a tier of his own. I know. Yeah. I know. I like. I like JT. I think he's a great player. I think he's top. I mean, yeah, seven. he's the best player in the league without a doubt. Giannis. Oh yeah, Giannis. Yeah. 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 I just think that I don't know. I think the Caesar's it's gonna, gonna be a really close. I think the Caesar's gonna find their way in the next week. Uh, with Robert Williams, I think they get more comfortable with him in the lineup because he hasn't been starting, and he yeah. only plays in you know like five minute, four minute stints, yeah, like three or four times a game. So I'm very interested to see in how much tick he gets. But I like the Celtics in that game. I really do. I think you know it's kind of kind of be like that Warriors game. You know, like people expect Celtics to get some revenge. They've been dominating all year, but Warriors show them who's boss. I think it's gonna be a little bit like that. Bucks are looking for a revenge. They're playing better than the Celtics are right now, but the Celtics are going to show them who's boss and who the best team in the conference is. And they're going to do it at home with their crazy-ass fans. I got the C's. But it's not nah, a bad but, take. I'm not... Yeah, like, no, 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 it's I fine. I don't think it's either fine. take is bad. Fine. I think we're just, either team could win We're just game. chatting here. We're just chatting here. <laughs> but because these, I think, like I said, these are the two best teams in the league. Yeah, 100%. This is game of the day. You guys are listening. You guys want to watch one game on Christmas? Tune in at five o'clock Eastern time to Buck Celtics because I promise you will not be disappointed. Eight o'clock game, another uh, big time matchup, a Western Conference semifinals rematch. 
um, what I think are the two best teams in the Western Conference. Grizzlies traveling to Golden State, traveling to the Bay, and they're playing the Warriors. Grizzlies, though, they're in luck going up against the Stephless Warriors in what I think would have been a crazy matchup. But without Steph, I don't think this is even a ball game. I got the Grizzlies all day. Yeah. What's the what's the spread on that game? Uh, there's no spread out yet for this game. Yeah, I'm taking Grizzlies spread. I'm taking Grizzlies, <laughs> probably Grizzlies spread. I think Jordan Poole pops out. I think he has a pretty good game. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Clay had a little Christmas magic in him. Um, I'm interested to see how Wiggins looks if he's back and healthy. But yeah, I'm rocking with the dark side, and I'm rocking with them this season, because like I said, I got Celtics Grizzlies finals. Yeah, I, th- I think uh, the Grizzlies get over that hump this season, and you know it's hard to win, and the Warriors have been the one team that find find ways to win year in year out. They went through a few years slump to get Wiseman and company, but you know, teams getting older. Yeah, bunch of veterans now. Yeah, you know, if Steph wasn't playing, I would say Stephen Adams is the X factor. Really, I really would. See, I don't see him as much of a scorer though. I no, see he's the, a, no, but he's, he's not an X factor. He's a rebounder. He's got to get the boards for him. He's got to protect the paint. He's got to block shots. He's got to contest shots. He's got to, he's got to run his rotation correctly. You know, he's got to be able to switch up on men on the perimeter. And I, I don't know. I'm a big fan of Stephen Adams, and he's been doing it for a long time. And he's got the type of build to where he can stay being successful, even though he's getting older in that age. And you know, he wants a chip too. Yeah. And. Grizzlies got that type of roster that can do it. And I think John Morant takes that next level, takes that next step like Tatum's doing. Um, not to that level, but, you know. Yeah, no, I get what you're You know saying. what I mean? Yeah. So it'll be interesting. I wish Steph was playing, but it's going to be a Stephless game. If Warriors win, I'll be shocked. Last game of the night. Pretty interesting game. Phoenix Suns and the Denver Nuggets. Like, you know, I say I'm not always the biggest fan of Denver, but they've been playing great ball. Great ball. They're sitting at the two seed in the West right now with the Suns right next to them at the three seed. Nikola Jokic plays like an MVP every single game. Every single game. He doesn't take nights off. He really doesn't. No, that but 40 and 27 game is crazy. 40, 27, and 10 <laughs> in 39 minutes. First guy to do that since Wilt Chamberlain. Do you know that? <laughs> I did not know that, but yeah. I'm not shocked. But... You know, just even just looking at his points, 25 before that, 43, 31, 33, 32, 24, 32. Like, it's absolutely crazy what this guy can do. And now if they can figure it out with the team around him, Jamal Murray, MPJ, Aaron Gordon, uh, Bones Highland, he's a great young uh, guard for them. Um, I mean, I think this is going to be definitely a fun one to watch because we can see where they're at compared to the Suns right now. Because I think the Suns have the more experience on the team. Um, They're more successful in the playoffs. Um, But they're dealing with some injuries. You know, Cam Johnson's been out. They haven't been playing Jay Crowder. It'll be interesting to see how these injuries turn out. But it says Devin Booker's got a groin injury. I don't know. I I think Jamal Murray is one of the most... Underrated players? Yeah, underrated, underappreciated guys. I know he missed a year because he tore his ACL, but he's just one of those guys that... I mean, because I don't know if I'd put him as like a top twenty player in the league, because that's tough. No, I. But you know, he's definitely he's a scorer. He can score the basketball. So I mean, it'll be interesting to see. Um, but for the Suns, I got their injury report up here right now. Devin Booker's expected to be back. Um, Cameron Payne's expected to be back. Okogie's expected to be back. So it's just what we thought. Jay Crowder and Cam Johnson will not be playing on Christmas. So. 
I mean, I kind of give the edge to Denver. I mean, when they're at home and they got way more size than fucking Phoenix does. They got they got a uh, DeAndre Ayton, and then that's it. What Jake Lockdale, Tory Craig. Yeah, they don't. They don't have a whole lot of size after that. I mean, Mikael mm-hmm. Bridges is long, but he's skinny. You know, he's not super big. Yeah. While, you know, Denver's out here rocking with Jokic, Aaron Gordon, Michael Porter Jr. Michael Porter Jr. is how tall? 6'10"? He's, yeah, he's tall. Yeah. I mean, they got a pretty big roster. DeAndre Jordan off the bench. Yeah, I, I probably got Denver in that game. Just because, I mean, it looks like they've been playing better ball recently. And I don't know. I think the Suns are past their time. I yeah. think there's... I think if Denver's time is anything, it's now. And it's around that time, even though I don't have them beating some of these teams, you know, there's no like for sure team in the conference right now. And there's a chance for them to take it for this season. It'll be interesting. Yeah, I think I'm taking Denver. I don't, I, I've never liked Phoenix though. Yeah. I mean, I liked Phoenix a couple years ago, but after that matchup, I never thought they were going to be able to get back because Chris Paul's only getting older. And I feel like last season, the problems with DeAndre Ayton and, you know, his payday. For about a year there, like, you know, controversy. Controversy yeah. matters. It, it really does. does. It does. You got to have the right type of chemistry to be winning. Yeah. And I don't know. I think the Suns are past that. So it'll be interesting. Now, with those games all being set and ready for Sunday, Christmas will be fantastic. Another thing that's just getting started is the all-star voting. And I'm curious what you think. You know, there's still a couple more months until the all-star game. But who are your main men in the all-star all-star starters, I should say. Who you think should be the, you know, the captains from the East and the West, and then who you think should be the starters in each in each uh, conference? It's crazy, but I think Jokic needs to be a starter. Yeah, he needs for to, sure. He definitely needs to be a starter, but I think he needs to be the captain of the West. Really? Who are you putting there? Um, captain of the West? I mean, for money, you could put, like, Braun, just for show. Yeah. I wouldn't be shocked if it was Braun. Me neither. But... <laughs> Zion you know what? I like starter. that. I, I really like that. They've been playing the best ball out of everyone. He's got better stats than John Morant does. Um, better stats than uh, Zion. Better record than Steph and the Warriors. Better record than Braun and the Lakers. I like that. I like that take. I'm probably taking, I'm definitely taking Jokic, Zion, mm-hmm. Ja, uh-huh. Braun. Yeah. I'll probably put Braun at the three. Okay. Um, Luca? Did you say Luca? Oh, yeah. Come on now. Luca, Luca's your fifth. That team's insane. So, <laughs> I was right there with you. I would have AD, but because of his injury, I'm taking it out of taking yeah. him out of it right now. But we'll see. He could be back in a month, and he could have a great month beforehand, be a starter again. Yeah. But yeah, I'm with you. I got Jokic, Zion, Luca, um, LeBron, and then I rounded it out with Steph. Um, I'm gonna change it. I mean, this is just what I did voting, but I'm gonna switch it to Jaw. I'm gonna vote to Jaw. I think Jaw's more deserving. They got the better record, the better uh, they've been playing better ball. I'm gonna switch that to Jaw. But in the East, which what about the East? What do you think? East is interesting. East is tough. Definitely Giannis probably is a captain. Okay. You can say that. Probably uh I'd put Joel at the five. Uh-huh. Um JT at the three. Okay. And the two and the one are tough because there's not really a point guard that's been you, you could know, say s- Darius Garland. No. Yes, you could. No. Yes, you could. No, you just said there's not a point guard. Who else? Hey, but it's still a Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell will be the starting point guard. He could be at the two, but I could see. You know, that's not how it works. Like these are just the five teams. It's two guards and three forwards slash centers. You know. Yeah. So and then they draft the teams. So just because it'll be Donnie, you thinking like Donnie and Jalen Brown? 
I'm shaking my head right now. Yeah? Yes, I'm shaking my head yes up and down. Okay. I could see that. Because, I mean, I'm not giving it to Maxie, James Harden, Lowry, Butler, Trey. Like, Trey Young's close, but probably not. Halliburton, no. What are What's Trey Young's stats looking like? Um, I mean, he's having a solid year. His shooting percentages are down quite a bit, but, I mean... 27, 10, and 2. He could he could start at the 1. Yeah, he could start at the 1. That's the one Zion exception I'd probably give. Yeah. My list, it's, you know, Embiid at the 5, Giannis at the 4, JT at the 3. I think Jalen's more than deserving. I agree. Put him at the 2, and then I put Donovan Mitchell at the 1. And I then like- I, I think it's either going to be Giannis or JT as the captain in the East. I would love to see Jason Tatum be a captain. I think that'd be awesome. Let him talk to Warner Warner Bros. Company and uh, all those boys at TNT. I mean, I don't know. I don't think anything gets better than that. But we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Got a couple more months. So we're neck and neck right now in the conference. Giannis' stats are probably a tad bit better. But JT's efficiency is off the charts. So it'll be interesting. But we'll be. that's my five. Yeah, I like that. If Trey Young gets in there... If he took out Jalen's spot, it'd be a little salty. But if he took out Donnie's, whatever. I don't even care. <laughs> yeah. I don't even care. <laughs> so uh, that's going to do it uh, for this uh, Christmas edition of Lantis House of Sports. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I will see you guys in January. Yeah. Hopefully you guys have a tremendous Christmas and a happy new year. Lance is out. Mic drop.